Let's bring in Larry Shover. He's joining us this morning to discuss markets here from Exchange Capital Resources. Larry, good to have you with us. And Thank well, you. I want to begin with the Fed, Larry, your take on uh, the bearish uh, or the hawkish tone from uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the bearish response to it. Yeah, the bearish response is that um, the market sentiment is like uh, rising real rates to the detriment of risk assets, narrowing break evens. But at the end of the day, the market still thinks that the Fed is going to be a credible inflation fighter. I think that's why we're seeing the, the, the divergent price action that we saw yesterday, especially with the the twos selling off and the 10s and 30s rallying. Uh, talk to me, Larry, in terms of the break-evens, uh, a reflection of how the market's kind of looking ahead to a challenging year as far as a global economy and some of the questions that remain? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the pillars that we, we've seen are, you know, the pace of consumption and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's starting to falter off a little bit, at least uh, the numbers we've seen so far as higher borrowing costs are weighing on housing and equity markets, et cetera. And now I think the market's just waiting for, will there be an erosion of demand? Like that's the part that consumption figures, et cetera. Will we see demand uh, erode, um, thus putting the Fed in a spot where they've done their job, but it still comes at a cost of risk assets and what we're seeing right now in the markets. Let's talk a little bit about what stood out in terms of Christine Lagarde uh, and uh, the Bank of England this week. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I think the ECB left everybody else uh, in the dust. I mean, when, when you think of the fact that quantitative tightening is coming, I mean, at least to Europe. And so I think there's a lot of upside to that currency, maybe not now, but uh, coming pretty soon. We have to remember that the five years leading up to 2019, we had quantitative tightening, tightening negative rates and an average euro of uh, 113. But, but the five-year period before that, we we're at 133. So I think there's room for uh, ECB to, I'm sorry, the Euro FX move higher. On the other hand, the UK, the British pound, they're, they're calling for less rate hikes, not more. So I think that's why we're seeing that conundrum between the Euro FX and British pound. Taking a look here at the euro currency, it's firm quite a bit here. We're just looking at the move from 102, but up and through parity, we're talking to 107 this week. So that's definitely weighing on the dollar. We were talking about that earlier in the show, and uh, we've been dialed in on that this week, to say the least. Larry, where is terminal in your opinion? It sounds like, uh, as far as the Fed's concerned, it's just above 5%, but I've heard upwards of 6 or 7 Wow, uh, I'm not I'm not in that camp, but uh, or at least that's not my base case. I mean, I think right now we're seeing a really big chasm between the FOMC dots, the market, and the sogginess of the dollar. Not to mention rates. So that said, I think it's somewhere around five percent. I I mean, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. But um, that's just definitely not my base case, given the way the markets are acting right now. Time will tell. Talk to us a, a little bit about uh, uh, what we're seeing this week in terms of crude oil, because it does seem to be tied to your point earlier in terms of uh, consumption numbers and demand concerns, right? There's a lot of focus on China at this point, the reopening yeah. trade, but it seemed like a lot of people forgot that, hey, if COVID's out there, it may not be mandatory lockdowns. It may just be that people are, are trying to avoid either getting it or they have the virus, and so they're not going out with it. Yeah, and I don't know, the last five days, I think crude's up, WTI is up about 4%, 4.5%, nice bounce back. I don't know if that's short covering, um, what, but the fact is, like, uh, perhaps the market's getting weary of the global demand story and actually looking at the, you know, the fundamentals on top of it, and that is, like, um, uh, you know, we have a war going on still, we still have <clears throat> a, a lot of issues uh, globally, 
um, SPR refilling, et cetera. It's hard to make a case of where it's going to go at this point because I think the market, again, wants to see or hear something new other than the, you know, the old story of uh, China, COVID, lockdowns, et cetera. So it's fascinating to see. As I look at the, uh, I'm sorry, crude oil, I just want to point out, we did come off the $70 level. And, you know, you mentioned the rally we've seen this week or the recovery we've seen this week back to 78. But keep in mind that we got all the way down to $70 last week off the uh, high last week up around 82. And as I look, Larry, I just want to point to the fact that, well, at the beginning of September, we were up around 97. I mean, this has been, uh, again, a product that's been coming <laughs> off, to say the least here, with uh, significance to the downside. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're seeing in terms of gold, because it's been on the move this week as well. Well, I'm trying to figure out if it's still a dollar story, if this is more tied to some of the geopolitical tensions. I mean, we had that story about the U.S. adding uh, Chinese stocks to the blacklist. There's been some concern about uh, U.S. providing Ukraine with these Patriot missiles, these uh, defense missiles, ultimately. So uh, gold's been on the move, to say the least, as traders digest uh, some of the headlines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one month up what, two and a, almost two and a half percent. And, you know, I think it's a more of an inflation story at okay. this point, um, less than a currency or a commodity and more of an inflation story. And I think that's indicative of what we've seen over. However, last five days, I think down about uh, almost one percent. So mm -hmm. I still don't think we have it figured out. The market doesn't have it figured out what the inflation story really is. When will this um this whole issue of COVID and supply chains, when will it normalize? I mean, I think the fact is inflation, to get inflation down probably gonna take a lot longer than most of us think. But long term, I think the inflation story is de more deflationary, but that's a long time away. So um, all that to say, um, gold has acted very well, um, but it's really interesting to see um, what is going to what's going to happen to it in the next five days to to one month with regards to all the um, <clears throat> inflation mantra coming out uh larry quickly uh given the current rate environment is that favor gold if we continue to see inflation concerns uh and uncertainties and unease um, not in my book, but um, I, I think there would be a lot of people that would disagree with me. I mean, I think it's more about um, what, what's, what's, what, what are the inflation expectations for the next year to five years? Perhaps that's more of the uh, structure that moves gold. But again, I think of a minority. Jerry. Larry, I'm sorry, I appreciate you joining us here. Larry Shover, the head of International Markets for Exchange Capital Resources. Have a good weekend, Larry.